We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Thursday night, hand-raised guys, Neil McCready, Chase Parham. We're going to talk to Ben Mitz coming up here on the show. He's in Barstool Sports. Gambling, college football, NFL, and more. And in front of us, we have the Bengals and the Dolphins on here for uh, Thursday Night Football, Amazon Prime. Those are some sharp all-white uniforms that the, the Bengals are wearing tonight. Fantastic. That is great. That is awesome. I've got the jersey. I'm all in on this Bengals game. So if things get bad, I'm going to have to put it on just to, to will the guys to a win. I've got, I've got the Bengals minus four in my competition with Tyler. And I'm just a Bengals fan in general. So I'm all in today. We've got uh, BYU and Utah State. They're playing for the wagon wheel or the old wagon spoke or wagon sure. some, wagon something or other. Is, playing is, for the wagon. Yeah, something like that. BYU is like a 20-something point favorite. This is not the normal Utah State. They are, they are not very good this year. I wonder if Gunnar Romney is related to Mitt Romney. Well, you would have to think to right? some degree, to some right? Degree, yeah. It, it would be a really odd coincidence if not. Huh. Is it Gunner? Is that what it is? Yeah, G U N N E R. Okay, that's a beautiful stadium. Doesn't Ole Miss play there in a few years? Yeah, they do. You interested? Oh, I mean that setting just then with the mountains in the background was fantastic. I don't know. I'm kind of looking. Okay. Uh, one of his siblings played quarterback at Baylor. It's from Arizona. So, so maybe no, not. probably no. not. How about that? What a coincidence. Yeah, parents are Jenny and Cade, three siblings, including, including former quarterback Baylor Romney. Oh, sorry. He was at BYU. His name is Baylor. Okay. Wife's name is Sadie, and he is an e- economics major. Okay. So that is your... In case you're Romney. wondering, and if you are, God bless you, South Carolina's leading South Carolina State 15 to nothing. They played that game early because they're worried. 15 to nothing? 15 nothing. They're worried about the, uh, they went for two. the storm. I, these are questions that I don't know. The, maybe they had five field goals. I don't know. I beat me. No, they were up eight nothing. Oh, then they scored a touchdown. Or they had a safety and then missed a kick. Maybe so. One or the other. The Oxford Exxon podcast. The Oxford Exxon tomorrow is spaghetti and meat sauce is the special. It's what starts fights around here. We get to talking about spaghetti and things happen. 
You can get any size fountain drink, bread, and more as well. If you're coming to town, a lot of you are. You're already here, Damon. You can have the town. I saw this afternoon. The is town is yours at this. Yeah, it's 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 <laughs> it's, it's full. Um, yeah, that's why the whole the, the town is is packed today. The okay? conversation <laughs> that we've had all week was so stupid, <laughs> and I I feel so validated because it was idiotic. You knew what was coming this weekend, and in fact, that was one of the reasons that last weekend was what it was. Because if people had to choose one or the other, and some people obviously did, it's a pretty like, no brainer. There, I'm going to come to Kentucky. <laughs> I mean, you knew this. I, I, go ahead. Sorry. Parking passes are going for like a hundred bucks. I'm surprised they're not going for more than that. Yeah. Sometimes parking passes are more important than actual seats. Uh, yeah, depending, depending on yeah, depending on what's going on. So anyway, uh, plenty of you are in town. Remember to sign up to be eligible to win an official game day Ole Miss jersey. They will give one away after this weekend. They're giving seven on the year. Every purchase allows you the eligibility to do that. So make multiple purchases, any amounts, and you'll have that many entries if you would like into the contest to win an official Ole Miss jersey. And we are in the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is the number. Call that number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done. What I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. We've done it four times. Might do it a fifth here soon. Um, you get great service. You get great products. Uh, Corey and the people at Clark Ford, they want to be your car guy. They want to be your truck guy. They'll prove to you what that means when you make the call. 662 662- Two five seven nineteen hundred. Ben Mintz will join in a little bit on the rafters and food hotline. Raft, music and food. Rafters, music and food hotline. Rafters just tomorrow presents. You'll be really glad when this is over. Now I'm going to miss this reader. Barstool Sports Sleep When You're Dead tour with Brianna Chicken Fry. Well, Mintz have a lot to say about this. Did you ask him about? I this? Didn't I meant to ask? He's coming to town, but he's not getting to town till late. Okay. Because the party starts at 8, baby. 8 p.m. with Rafter's own DJ Drum. Going to turn all the way up with DJ Vinny Vibe. Vinny Vibe's one of the most charismatic and talented DJ producers in the U.S. He's best known for his dance pop anthem, Seven Seas, and Dirty Little Secret Remax. He holds multiple residences at the top nightclubs in the country. When not performing, Vinny showcases his skills with his weekly radio show, Good Vibes Radio, on Sirius XM's Pitbull's Globalization Channel 13. Does he? Yes, sir, he does. He's also syndicated on various stations throughout the world, featuring mixes from some of the world's biggest names in EDM. Chase's friend, Brianna Chicken Fry, will be there doing her thing, too. VIP tickets have already sold out, but general admission will be available at the door. There'll be a pop-up shop with merch at Rafters from 4 to 6. So uh, come join them for the biggest party in Oxford, the Barstool Sports Sleep When You Are Dead Tour. How about that? That was good. Thanks. I'm impressed. Got uh, a lot of stuff up on uh, the site. A lot of recruiting's up today. Ole Miss got a big commitment. You can read about that. Braxton Myers committed. That's up on the site. Pete's Pigskin Preview, getting you ready for Kentucky at Ole Miss, is up as well. I highly recommend that you listen to that on YouTube. I will load it into the podcast feed. The visual helps. But the visual helps. Let me explain to you why it helps. Because Pete has video film, coaches film, 
from uh, Ole Miss's win over Tulsa, uh, getting kind of taking a look at what went right, what went wrong for the Rebels against Tulsa. And he also has um, video from Kentucky's win over uh, Florida earlier this year. Shows you some things where the Wildcats struggle. Shows you some things that the uh, Wildcats did well in, uh, at, at the Swamp. So it's really informative. I learned a lot. Um, a lot of stuff on um, Jackson Dart, his progress. A lot of stuff on Will Levis, the Kentucky quarterback. So if you like football, you will like this. If you like, if you love X's and O's and all that stuff, you'll love this. And listening to it, it's just not going to work. You can, and I'm going to put it up for you because we're trying to get to a certain number. But <laughs> if you really want to enjoy the product, you'll go to YouTube. And I know some people, because I get this email, I don't like YouTube. I don't want to use YouTube. Um, it's okay. It's free. Just hit the button. I'd love for you to subscribe, hit the like, and all that stuff, but you would enjoy that on YouTube. We also have up on YouTube and already in podcast form, The Butcher versus The Spin Instructor, presented by LB's Meat Market. Oh, I need to tell you about Walk-Ons, by the way, because they sponsor uh, Pete's show. Walk-Ons Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine like po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Check them out in Oxford if you're coming up for the weekend. If you are in Jackson and that area and you're not coming up, looking for a place to watch some of the games, maybe after the Ole Miss game, maybe during the Ole Miss game, maybe both. Uh, check out the location in Ridgeland. Again, that's Walk-On's Sports Bistro. And I was telling you about the Butcher versus the Spin Instructor. It's Greg Jones this week versus Caroline McCready filling in for her uh, sick big sister. Um, they go pick a bunch of games, like 10 games, around the country, including all the SEC games. And uh, that's brought to you by LB's Meat Market, 2008 University Avenue in Oxford. All the freshest cuts there at LB's, whether it's beef or chicken, pork, Fresh seafood every Thursday, house-made sausages, uh, bacon-wrapped jalapenos, stuffed mushrooms, the bacon-wrapped asparagus, um, and so much more. It's all there at LB's Meat Market, uh, 2008 University Avenue in Oxford. Uh, Tyler Siski and I have a McCready and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel, up today. A.J. McCarron joined us, the former Alabama quarterback, former NFL – not former, he's still NFL quarterback. He's just rehabbing from an ACL injury. Uh, he's had some workouts with NFL teams, so you'll get to talk to um, A.J. a little bit. And uh, I have a mind on my money presented by Pinnacle. That's up as well. That's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N, wealth.com. You got through all that. Yeah. Good job. Lots of energy today, man, because really? Bri- Brianna Chicken Fry is coming. You kind of done, though? Like energy wise, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty geeked up right now. You do kind of feel. I'm energized. Okay. There's a familiarity that brings energy. <laughs> you have more energy now than before. I called you at four thirty or five o'clock or whatever that was. Um, I don't know. I'd had a rain by. Yeah, then. the notification did not go out. I don't know. We don't control that. I'm sorry. I know. We tried. I I did the same thing I always do. Yeah. Yeah. I had a rain with citrulline. What is the that? red dragon? It's got the it's it's the uh, what is citrulline? It's the thing kind of speeds up your metabolism. Okay, it's got a little more extra oomph, oomph. and awareness to it. Okay, uh, and it, it gets you going. So you do feel it for a little while. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, like if I were young, I think I could take a rain at 
drink a rain at five, six o'clock and be all right. Okay. But and I'll tell you this, if you told me that Ole Miss was playing a night game, like a late night game, take one. I would drink a rain like five o'clock and I'd be good. For like an eight o'clock kick. Yeah. I would drink a rain like five, six o'clock. Okay. And I'd be I'd be pumped. Okay. Because you and I both, I mean, eleven o'clock. Oh, we're, we're done. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, there would be nothing left. I'm, I'm, I'm hitting the wall. Yeah, it, it, it's over at that point. Um, I'll start if I if I got steel, I'll start falling asleep about nine forty-five. Frankly, if I'm if I'm where I could do that. Yeah, for sure. Man, um, they did the whiteout in Cincinnati, and it looks perfect. fantastic. No, it's perfect. This is a great uniform game in the NFL. Uh, while we're promoting it, because it will be tomorrow morning with us, this buy my book. Um, oh, can you show people out. a picture? Yeah, here I've got ahead. it here. Oh, you got it. Yeah, I've got it here. Um, so the way this is working right now, you can go to Amazon. You can buy it. I will put a link there for that to be the case. And I was trying to hold off until it was everywhere, if I'm being honest. And people just started finding it. It started selling without me marketing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so at that point, it's kind of dumb not to market it. Um Yes. Because today it was the – it got up to number 12 of a baseball book sold today without me marketing Where it. Where are so you in the I, Mississippi bestsellers? I, I don't know. Um, I'm not aware yet. So <laughs> do me a favor. You get on Amazon now. Um, I know a lot of people from out of state have, have talked to ask about signed copies. We are using Lemuria out of Jackson for that. They have a pre-order link up now. So as soon as I can get them signed and get the – books to Lemuria they will mail those out so if you'd like to like like a signed copy Lemuria is where I Show instruct you to go again. for that um that's where I instruct you to go for that there you go and um they will take care of you so I'll put both those links on the board I may be even in this chat in a minute as we're talking but it is uh it is there and those are the uh the options for uh for that yes Russell you were one of the first ones that just located it um it has been. They've located so, it on Amazon. Is that right? They've located it on Amazon, and I know it hit a couple private message boards. It has not hit ours yet, but okay. it started moving through the community. And as that happened, I went, "Okay, this is stupid to not be talking yes. about it." I was, I was trying to do my best to keep it for Lemuria to get their books prior to ah. it being whatever. I'm trying to be a good soldier, but they do have the signed copies. If you would like that, that is, uh, and we'll be at other places as well. But right now, that is sort of where we're pointing people. That will be with my social media and things along those lines. So. That's where we are. <laughs> okay. What are we talking about? What are we doing? Uh, I don't know. Um, got, uh, got a big football game in about a day and a half. We've talked to a lot about it. I um, feel like, I are feel you like, talked out by Thursday for oh, that? I for, oh, no, I forgot. As an Oxford Exxon podcast extra today, Justin Rowland and I talked about 24 minutes, Ole Miss, Kentucky. It was really, really oh, yeah, good. It was really good. It's worth a listen if you've got it in your mix. Um, Justin was terrific. Enjoyed working with them this week. Um, it's not always – we don't always have the power of the network at our disposal. I mean, we don't. Let's just be real. But they're they're great. I got a lot of respect for that site. They do a really, really good job, and um, they were great all week. There's like five we like really go, hey, yeah, that's – And we get one next week because Chris Lee and Vanderbilt. I mean, sure. I, you know, it's not Chris's fault that Vanderbilt is – No, Chris deserves a better site. He deserves He would do a really good job with – I hate to say schools, but uh, yeah, well, I can think of one that I wish he worked at. I have well, that goes without saying. I mean, that's not. Oh, look at Utah State putting up seven early. How about that? Uh, well, you're probably a little sleepier this one. Let's go, T. Do you like the green on green or whatever we're calling that? Uh, I would prefer the green the. The aqua on white, but aqua on aqua is not terrible. I mean, if you're going to do it, do it. 
That white uniform is fantastic, though. That is superb. The white helmet. That's heat. They ought to think about that helmet more often. But it has to go with this suit. No, no. Well, they can use the, the other. Can that go with white on something else? You could do white on black. I don't yeah. like white. If you, if I just think if it you can't have, have orange. If you have great white uniforms, just go with them. And then their black jersey, the black jersey for them looks good with the white or with the black. And I don't really like their orange jersey. Do you see where he had people? Uh, he thought spying on his practice on Wednesday. Yeah, so he, so he did put, twelve men on the field. Yeah. for all the plays. Tyler and I talked about this a little bit. The NFL is so scouted and so prepped that you, you're not going to run anything really that they don't know is coming. I mean, you would have to. I mean, I guess you could run, do dumb things for the week. I mean, to you do could that. run like a quadruple reverse out of a bootleg or something. I mean, the odds of it working would be like zero. But I mean, if you come out in the Maryland eye, nobody prepared for that. But yeah, you're defeating your own purpose at some right. point. Right now, you're taking one of your plays away. You're doing a Hugh Freeze thing. We talked about that, yeah. Tyler with his money line pick. Did you hear what he did this week? No, what did he do? So I, my money line pick was Illinois at Washington. I mean at Wisconsin. I got plus two forty, I think, or plus two twenty five. He went with uh, took his money line was Arkansas at home against Alabama. It's plus five seventy five. I would need a little more than that. Yeah. I'd, He's the one that's way ahead, and I was like, ah, I'm, I should be the one taking that gamble, not you. But, that's but just, it's not really a gamble because you're not losing but one unit or right, whatever. All. Right, right. So I mean, it's, I'm a week away in that competition from having to start taking those kind of shots. Are you really? Yeah, I'm seven full units behind. How many do you all do a week? Uh, we do five college games and a f- college money line, five NFL games. Well, that's a lot of units. Yeah, I, mean, I still got time. I still got time. I mean, you have a lot of Miami. A little sloppy early. Two two penalties on this opening drive. BYU scores. That's it's going to be Utah State. Probably should have taken the picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I saw I guess on Twitter or somewhere yesterday that it was Hartwell. He was in in a hotel in Provo because um, he was he ran into Phil Savage in the hotel. Oh, really? Yeah, Phil Savage <clears throat> was in the hotel scouting. I guess the game tonight or something, because he works for the Jets now. Phil does? Yeah, Phil works okay. for the Jets. And apparently, where are they from? Uh, They're from the same place. He mentioned that like they were in like fourth grade together. Really? Yeah. I don't know where Phil's from down. And I guess John is too. From Mobile or somewhere yeah, in that area? Fairhope, that area. Okay, yeah. yeah. He, I, I could go find it, but just from recollection, he said something about how they were in like fourth grade class together. Phil lived in Fairhope. For the longest time, until he got the Ravens GM job. Oh, really? Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, I forgot he was the Raven. Browns yeah. too, right? Uh, I meant Browns. Yeah, not Ravens. Browns. Oh, same. He, he yeah, drafted yeah. Brady Quinn. Oh, did he really? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Okay. Huh. Yeah, Bengals, I did not know that. Bengals get a first down inside the five, or real close to a first down, third and I guess inches there. All right, so Chase just put his uh, his the link in. Up. Yeah, so the link's up if you want to uh, check that out. Jake uh, wants to know if it'll be at Barnes & Noble. Okay, that's a little more complicated. I am working on some local Barnes & Noble, but essentially you have to sell it locally to them expand. So oh. it will go as far as it is sold. Gotcha. You're a little fortunate because at least the local one is on campus. 
so that is doable and then oh. you hope that you can start branching out from there yeah that's a little more little more complicated so but but they can't put the one on, even the one on campus until it's sold a certain amount well that one no that the the local buyer can just take that one okay but then it yeah to get into the system it gotcha yeah it's gotcha. it's it's I'm learning more than I'd like to know, frankly. Oh, I'm sure it's an industry in and of itself. It's it's a very complicated industry, and frankly, it's an industry that's not very kind to people without deals and insiders. I mean, it, it's, it's... There's a reason that everyone hooks up with James Patterson? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those deals where... I'll just... Let me tell you. Yeah, it's... Uh, um, you got you to you know somebody, or it's a, it's a haul. We'll put it that way. I've heard that before. Oh no, that's it's, what it's, that's what people have said. Well, I mean, look, it, it's I mean, not to get on a book conversation, but you've got these publishing houses that are huge that they discourage self-publisher independent smaller houses, but it's it's beating down the own system. It makes where there's no entry point in. I mean, you either kind of get in one of those or you're sort of shunned a little bit. Independent bookstores hate Amazon. I understand why. I completely put them out of business, but at the same time, you can't really get into the stores without something else. Yeah, it's just it's it's a big catch twenty two in all directions. I mean, it's I guess like most of anything, but yes, it's its own. It has plenty of its own issues and, and problems. But it's relative to expectations and kind of what I thought I was embarking on. It has been not as bad as expected for the oh. mo- for for the most part. Yeah, a um, couple annoyances, but it's yeah, okay. I'm aware of one. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mary has been I, awesome. I, uh, I haven't even taken a, a, a silly cheap shot at anybody. I'm just kinda, not yet. Not yet. I'm just kind of cruising right along. You're just kind of sitting there, aren't you? I, you know, as I've said, you, it's hard to it's hard to surprise me. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, you can do it, but it's going to take work. Bengals up uh, seven nothing. They march down the field in five forty one four. Four forty one. It was the it was Bill Simmons that had what was it called the Tyson zone where Mike Tyson had done so many crazy things that he he named it that where literally nothing was shocking anymore. Like you had to go so far out there to shock him at that point yeah. that it was I mean, it was very hard to get in the Tyson zone. I mean what what you've told me, I'm like, yeah, I see that. I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean in fact I'd have been surprised if you'd said, No, that was seamless. Yeah. I'd have been like, really yeah. shocking. So it's all it's all good. Um, <laughs> uh, no real updates beyond this morning. I was trying to think injuries or whatever else. We're still sort of waiting on what Caleb Boren may or may not can do. A lot of talk about an offensive line restructuring. Shuffling. I've heard that. I'd heard it kind of off the record, and then it got reported somewhere else. Um, so, I, how's that work? How's that work when you're told something, but you're told off the record? You haven't had a chance to verify it at all, and then somebody else reports it, yet you didn't see what they reported. You just heard what they reported. How does that work? The hint. You have to be able to say you at least have heard something along those lines. The hint in it is that either Caleb Warren can't go or is expected to be very limited, or they are preparing for a a likely situation in which he cannot continue. So they've got Eli Acker at center. And if what is being reported is accurate, and I heard this as well, um, they've got uh, Jeremy James at guard along with Nick Broker. And then they've got uh, um, 
Jaden Williams and Micah Pettis at the tackles right in that lineup. And so I guess in that lineup, Mason Brooks is the utility man who could play both tackle spots, and he's played right guard, so I assume he could play left guard. And I don't know in that scenario who the backup center is. I've heard a name, but I don't know it to be true. Yeah, I don't either. I can't. I mean, I've heard Jeremy James is the backup center. I would assume it's almost a snapping contest is who can. Yeah. You know, Acker hasn't played the full game. Well, I guess he did last week. I don't know. What what was his snap count last week? Not to, don't go look it up. I'm just curious. Did he did he play the whole game when he moved from he guard was to one, center? Yeah, he was one of the ones that played every snap. It just wasn't okay. at the same possession. Okay. I mean, position. It was, yeah, 70-whatever, 367. Hell, I don't know yeah. what it was. <sighs> they still didn't move a lot of linemen around. It was pretty much everybody the whole game. And I can find it pretty. No, it's no big deal. But what it boils down to, and this is look, this is everywhere, right, is, is that they don't have a lot of line depth. Most people don't. It's one of the reasons that doing this whole predicting a season thing is so hard because a couple of injuries could completely change your outlook. I mean, we do it and we'll continue to do it because it's fun and it's good talk. But the truth is, if you're doing it accurately, you almost have to always throw the caveat out that, well, it depends on health. Mm-hmm. I mean, because like if Ole Miss were to lose Nick Broker, for example, it's a monumental loss because they, 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 the shuffle is extreme sure yeah it's not losing one person it's everybody else having to do something different yeah it's one of the reasons kentucky is has concerns is because they've had some injuries up front on on offense and they've they're not what they thought they would be offensively at on the line of scrimmage they're good at receiver and they get rodriguez back and obviously they have levis and and that kind of thing but they're not what they thought they would be they thought they would land a tackle in the portal and they didn't and here they are. And here they are. Yeah. So. But that's the rumor. I, I, I don't know it to be true. I think it is likely mostly true. But I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know about Zach Evans. I don't know about Ulysses Bentley. Uh, I've heard different things about Kari Coleman. And I would assume, based on what Kiffin said earlier this week, that J.J. Pegues is essentially fine. Yes. I think that is correct. Don't. How do you think they're going to do with the uh, the stripe out on Saturday? I'm always skeptical about stuff like that when they've never I've never seen it done before. Yeah, and the following is not a criticism of Ole Miss people. Okay, so don't <laughs> take it as one. Yeah, we're all asking. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> Ole Miss people don't seem as willing as others to be told what to wear. It's kind of more of, I'm going to wear what I want to wear. I'm going to the Grove. I'm going to wear what I wear, and I'm coming to the game. And and if it happens to be what you want me to wear, great. But I'm going to wear what I want to wear. I think that's a valid. And if that comes across mean, I don't mean for it to. Oh, you know, someone goes, God, I'm in a Navy section. I really had red picked out. I'm going to wear red. Yeah. Because this is my lucky shirt, or this is the shirt that I look best in, or whatever. As opposed to, like, at Tennessee, it feels like you tell me to they wear... They did the checkerboard. You tell me to wear orange, I'm by God wearing orange. You tell me to wear... I'm still kind of bothered by Kentucky and Tennessee both having the checkerboard as part of their... Well, we've been over this, not to bog down in it too, I know, but too it, much. But but Kentucky, if they would take the checkerboard off their blue jersey, it is just... Didn't we determine they had it first? Did they? They may have. 
Why would they want checkerboard though? Is it a racing thing? Is it a Kentucky Derby thing? Is it a horse horse races? Though they don't wave the like it would make more sense for Indiana to have checkerboard. Oh, the flag. Yeah, the checkered flag, right? Yeah. Ah, whatever. I'm not in the mood. <laughs> Russell either. says it's going to look purple. <laughs> it, I mean, I don't know. Awesome. Look, here's what I can tell you. I think I think I think the stadium's going to be electric. I think it's going to be a great atmosphere. All that stuff. Two is on fire. These are two good quarterbacks. I mean, go figure. That is the perfect amount of orange in those suits. No, it, it's it's a really good uniform. It's almost perfectly done. It's it's a really good uniform. I don't I don't hate that at all. And the Dolphins do a good job of using a Miami type color. Yeah. Unlike the Marlins who have all well, sorts of hell going on. They've never been able to figure it out. No. But they tried to sort of do that at the very beginning, like the Benito Santiago expansion Marlins. Yeah. It was black and that color. Right. And then it went all to hell after that. Oh, there was motion on that. That was You deserve to get tackled because there, there was motion on that play. How do you think the uh, – what what have they revealed what top they're wearing? Are they going red or oh, I powder? That. It's usually tonight, isn't Are it? Are they going white? There had been some rumblings of a white top. Really? I'd heard that. But oh, I'll, here it is. Juice is in the in the in the picture. That's why he's never leaving. Auburn's not putting his Labrador uh, powder blue, powder blue, powder blue on white with the white helmet. That's kind of what I figured they might do. I I thought I, I thought powder was most likely with red as a possibility. I would, the red looked fine. I would like to see the red with it, but I get the powder because the red accents are pretty good in the helmet yeah, too. Yeah. I wonder if they're saving. I wonder if they're going to use this helmet again for Auburn and go with the red top. Well, they could do that. The rumor is they're wearing these twice. Well, I mean, you have it. Sure, it's not going anywhere. You don't think they're going to auction them off instead of keeping them for future years? Yeah. Probably auction them off as you go. Damn, I wish we still had those, and they're pretty damn expensive to get. I don't know. Miami's going to have to settle for a field goal. Edmonds dropped what should have been a touchdown catch. It's a huge one for the Bengals to get back two and two. This will be a good look. Then Kentucky will wear the all white. They will. And their road uniform is good. It's really good. Minus the. As long as they don't wear like a pewter helmet or something. Yeah. Sometimes they mess it up. They have black and pewter. Yes, they screw yeah. it up. You have yeah. blue and white with your colors, and they wear black and pewter or copper or whatever it is. They've gotten better about going back to their. St- Mainstream stuff. Chrome, I guess, would be the, the chrome. Yeah, yeah, it's chrome. Uh, does Tyler have a son play football? Um, yes, he does. He has a son who's a defensive back. He's a ninth grader, I think. Okay, he's playing on the. Yeah, he's playing ninth grade. He's not on the varsity yet. Really? Probably, probably will be next year. Okay. We want to know your thoughts on the powder camo helmets. These? Yeah. Or like some other helmet? I guess the ones that they're wearing. Oh. I, I like them. I'm good. Yeah, I mean, I it, if you're going to do something along those lines, this is the perfect way to do it. Don't do an actual green camo pattern and put an Ole Miss sticker or something on yeah, it no. or change the... Right. This was correct. Yes. This is absolutely the way to do this. Yeah. Um, it's clean. 
It looks good. It does kind of stay within your mode. Like, I'm not even saying, this is not a traditional uniform thing, but you do have a pattern. Like, you have a mode, like, you sort of stay within a context, and it does that. Your your brand is fun, so be fun. That's, that is your brand, under Kiffin. I mean, they're putting the, the Labrador Retriever in the videos. Your brand is fun. <laughs> so embrace it. Go all in. You're not, there's no point in trying to make yourself a traditional uniform when, Nobody outside of you thinks of your uniforms as traditional. Is the the pattern is being used mostly for like fishing gear and fishing shirts and stuff? Is that right? That's my assumption. That's what I thought. I mean, it doesn't look like something you'd wear out deer hunting. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, so like, it's not necessarily camo. I'm you're getting out. I'm, you're, I'm way out of my wheelhouse here. It's not your. I know. I mean, I've, no, I, I like it. I've I've told Tyler Jordan I think it looks great. I think it looks cool. Yeah, no, it's good. I mean, I you know I've had people ask me like, what are they doing? I'm like, I don't. What do you mean? Like, that's just kind of weird. I'm like, no, it's not. It's cool. It's different. I, the kids will love it. All the recruits who will be there will be checking out the helmet. They will be loving the helmet. That that part I can tell you. Oh. And so that is your target demo in this deal. It just looks cool. Camo, not camo, it's, whatever. It just looks cool. It's be different. Be different. You're not You're not Alabama, so don't pretend to be. Even Bama put the yeah. pounds tooth on the collar. Well, you know, yeah. They just, sometimes you got to just be, That was Mike Shula, though. Yeah. Sometimes you got to be different. There are only a, We talked about this early in the week, I think. There's only a handful of programs that can pretend to be Above being different. Jonathan says it's to break up the shape against the sky. Okay. Yeah, so, I, mean, I, I mean, I'm mean, i under no ability to argue with you. Okay, yeah, sure. I mean, maybe we need Tyler on. Probably could do that. Yeah, let's yeah. discuss this. Okay. All right, uh, I talked to Ben Mintz uh, yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Uh, about uh, the weekend ahead, we talked uh, he'll be in Oxford uh, late tomorrow, he'll be there for the game on uh, Saturday. So we talked about Ole Miss, Kentucky. We talked about the rest of the uh, kind of SEC slate, not all of the games. And then we went through the week ahead in the NFL. So uh, here's Ben Mintz of Barstool Sports. When we come back, we'll take your calls on the Raptors Music and Food Hotline. Podcast is also brought to you by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. Six different flavors right there shipped to your door from Prime Shrimp, including their most recent flavor, the Lemon Crack Pepper, the signature seasoning, their spicy option. It's Louisiana Shrimp Bowl and much more. They've got versatile options. They have meals in a bag, and they have Simply Shrimp that allows you to do it and spice it however you desire. Maybe great for kids, somebody with a little more discerning palate. That's primeshrimp.com. Less, less than 10 minutes, freezer to plate. Use code MPW. $20 off your first order, primeshrimp.com slash mpw for the code for that again promshrimp.com podcast is brought to you by g&m pharmacy 662-236-2222 they deliver locally in the oxford area and they offer medicine for your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you one trip to the pharmacy one delivery and you have everything you need when you need it with g&m also available in holly springs with tyson drugs and it's easy to transfer your medications one call they will take care of the rest g&m 662 Two three six two 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 two. 
exciting new things from Johnson Hill Creamery. Now you can order online. You want that charcuterie board. You want some tailgating options to feed a lot of people at your tent in the Grove. You can call the number. It's 662-419-9201, or you can stop in to see all their fresh homemade cheeses just off Molly Bar on White Oak Lane. But now you can do it online as well. Go to johnsonhillcreamery.com, click shop, see plenty of different options there to get your catering, to get your uh, your seasonal items, whatever it is from Johnson Hill Creamery. Online sales now available, johnsonhillcreamery.com. And then last but not least, N.E. Spark. Been talking about it all week compared to um, some other options. N.E.Spark.com, service people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's N.E.Spark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service. Rural controls, network security, and much more. So to get the best internet in Lafayette County, that's 662-238-3159. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Ben Mintz of Barstool Sports joins us as he always does each and every Thursday. We're taping this on a, on a Wednesday, but you'll see it on Thursday. Ben in New Orleans. Today he'll be in Oxford this weekend, uh, Kentucky and Ole Miss. Obviously the big game getting closer and closer and closer. Uh, ben, how are you? I'm doing great. I got to say, I've had this weekend, so, you know, when, the, when I was looking at evaluating what I was going to make in Oxford, this was the one that stood out. You know, obviously you got Auburn and then Mississippi State and Bama with later home games, but 
the way the schedule broke, I mean, I'm going to call it what it is, Neil. We set it off there. We'll say it now. I mean, we had a preseason's over finally. I mean, Ole Miss basically had four preseason games in September. And I know they all counted the win column, and I'm happy with the way the team looks. But the real thing starts on Saturday at 11 a.m. And I know a lot's been made about this kickoff time. LSU actually got stuck with it next week with Tennessee's. So their fans are complaining too, which I'm kind of laughing at. But look, it's a huge game. Kentucky's number seven, Ole Miss number fourteen. Uh, lots of stereo, uh, lots of storylines, lots of stuff to get into with this one. Uh, Vegas, man, I I thought that Ole Miss would be a decently bigger favorite. I remember I told you that a couple of weeks ago. I didn't know it'd be. It's seven now, and I think that's. What, what That's do you a little extreme. What do you attribute that to? Because there's a part of me that looks at that line and thinks, because I'm always trying to think where Vegas is trying to trick me. And I know it doesn't work like that, but I can't help that my mind thinks that. A part of me thinks, oh, they want everyone to jump on Kentucky and the points because they think Ole Miss is actually going to win by bigger than that. Part of me thinks that, but the other part of me thinks what it is, is it's similar to what's going on with Tennessee right now. Like Ole Miss, even though they only won by eight against Tulsa last week, Ole Miss really beats the crap out of bad teams and scores a lot of points. And when you're, you know, favored by 17 against Georgia Tech and you beat them by 42, I know the Troy game they didn't cover either. But I think Vegas has a really strong power ranking on Ole Miss because of Kiffin and last year. And Kentucky, who kind of is known for grinding wins out, like, yeah, they went eight or nine a lot of years, but it's, you know, they, they, they do it in a lot of close games. I just think the power ranking on Ole Miss is way stronger and, you know, I'm going to be honest, I'm not laying seven in this game. I mean, as an Ole Miss fan, you got a top ten team coming in. I just want to win this game, period. I don't give a crap if it's by one, ten, three, whatever. This is a huge game for Ole Miss' season. You know, you got at Vandy and Auburn at home the next two. If you win this game, you got a chance to be off to an, just an incredible start uh, until the season really heats up in late October. And this is that inflection point. I don't, and like I said, I literally don't care if they win this game seven to six. Just got to win this game. Uh, some interesting stuff in this game. You know, you break down Ole Miss's film the first four weeks. They hadn't played anybody great. O-line obviously looks great. The running back combo, Judkins, has just been such a revelation with Zach Evans. You got a great one-two combo. Jackson Dart was running the ball pretty well last week, but I'm still concerned about the vertical passing game that is – and I feel like you can cover that up when you play all these non-SEC kind of weaker teams – but I feel like uh, they're going to have to hit some deep shots here at some point, and I'm a little concerned about that. I do think Jonathan Mingo is showing signs of really stepping up. But that's kind of – you know, if you're Kentucky, you know, you got a really physical front. You stack the line, you play man-to-man, make Ole Miss beat you deep, I think. It's got to be their game plan, I would think. What's the gambling play here? Over-unders 53, it's Ole Miss by seven. I mean, I'm never going to bet against Ole Miss on, on ever. Well, actually, I'll tell you what. I never say never. In 2011, when the Houston Nut team was one of the worst teams in the history of football, I knew when they lost 30 to nothing to Vandy week two, I was like, all right, this is what it is. I'm a bad fan. I'll bet against this team. But I every have, other Ole Miss team, I will not bet against. That, I have that never, one team deserves a special star. I have never bet on a team that I cover, either for them or against them, <laughs> because I don't want to go there. But I, there are days that I still regret not taking Louisiana Tech in points against Ole Miss. There, there are, there are days that I think, my God, that was the freest money that was ever <laughs> passed out, and I didn't take it. Yeah, 
Um, no, I, I hear you on that, but uh, I, I'm not going to lay the seven. I mean, I, like I said, I think Ole Miss is going to pull this thing out. I'm not. I, the 53 is interesting. I kind of like the under. Yeah, I can see that. So Kentucky has Rodriguez, the Chris Rodriguez, their good running back coming back. Look, the thing with the way Ole Miss's defense is designed, man, you got a lot of speed. I really like the secondary. You know, I like this unit. I mean, I you know, I know Tulsa kind of scored some, but a lot of the backup defense is in there in the second half. But you got to think, you know, Ole Miss is kind of a faster defense. You got Kentucky's probably going to run the ball at us a lot. You know, I think you got to come out and you know, if you're playing Ole Miss, I I would think that's especially with Kiffin trying to run that tempo offense and run a lot of plays, even if you're running. You know, you got to think Kentucky's going to come out and run power, and that could shorten the game a little bit. All right, let's. I want to talk about some of these other SEC games. We're going to get to the NFL because I've gotten a lot of feedback from people going, make sure he picks these, he walks through these NFL games because people. Yeah, I've been pretty hot so far. <laughs> you're doing, you're doing really well. All right. Um, I've just got these in some order. Do you? Is there anything about this Michigan Iowa game, Michigan minus ten and a half that you like? Do you like the under at all? I think the over under is like forty three. Yeah, I would lean under if anything. I don't trust Michigan. I didn't – I mean, I know they beat Maryland by 15 last week, and Maryland had a fluky early touchdown. But I thought that was a spot where if Michigan was, like, dominant and really good that they would come out and dominate. And I didn't see – they didn't cover the 17. You know, I, I was so – I mean, I'm still Iowa or nothing here. I know I was bad on offense. Everybody's seen the story. But – Man, a lot of teams have been favorites, and Kenneth, you know they've gotten a high state in the spot through the years. Man, they, that's a weird place to go play. I know. So I, mean, I think I'm Iowa plus ten. I also don't think Michigan like their offense was really explosive last year. I don't know that it is as much this year. So I mean, I, I'm, you know, it's one of those spots where it's really hard to take Iowa with what we've seen out of their offense so far. But I think I'm Iowa or nothing, and I would be under or nothing if I had to make a play on that one. It lines up to 11. The over-under is 42-and-a-half. The Iowa money line is plus 330. I, I would take a look at it. I, you know, I know it's one of those things where we've seen how bad Iowa looks, but, man, they have just through the years, they have a lot of upsets at home in Kinnick Stadium. And, you know, I, I don't think this Michigan team is like – they played a cream puff war like Ole Miss the first few weeks. You know, they ran it up on Colorado State, UConn, and Hawaii – I just really thought last week if they were dom- – you know, it was a spot to come out. Big Ten home opener against Maryland. If they were really good, I thought they would dominate that. I didn't I didn't see that effort. By the way, Ben, to show you that Vegas really thinks Ole Miss is winning this game, I just pulled it up because I was curious, and it's right underneath Michigan-Iowa. The Ole Miss money line's minus 250. The Kentucky money line's plus 210. It's 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 – Vegas does. Vegas believes in Ole Miss. I'll tell you that. I mean, that's not a massive money line, but it's not like a one thirty or something. It's no. I, I think they, like you said, I think they may be baiting people a little bit on Kentucky here. It, uh, and Kentucky also kind of had a similar effort to Ole Miss last week against Northern Illinois. They didn't yeah. really run it up. We kind of just. I, I don't think there's really anything to make of that. I mean, that was just a down game for both teams. Um. I'm not the biggest Will Levis fan, by the way. I want to mention that. I know he's, like, super hyped up. And, you know, there's always these quarterbacks that are 6'3 or 6'4 that have the prototypical arm and have the scouts drooling. But, you know, I've seen a lot of film on him in college, and he hasn't really shown me, you know, too, too much so far. Yeah, you and me disagree on this one. You'll probably end up being right, but there's a lot of Levis stuff that I really like. Okay. Yeah, I I like Levis a bunch. Um, I I think he's got a a decent shot to be – Face of a franchise in the NFL. Okay, no, no, we'll see. I just today I he's a he's a work in progress. I mean, but I there, 
He's got real arm talent. You know? No, he de- I definitely agree with that I, the, on the arm talent part. I just haven't seen the consistency yet. Kansas got any shot to keep this up? Yeah, I think they do. I mean, that Jalen Dane, man, that quarterback, dual threat. Look, if, if Leipold, Lance Leipold doesn't win coach of the year, I mean, I, like I said, I had over two and a half wins and hit it in week three. I've never hit a bet that fast in the season in my entire life. Now they're 4-0, and they've crushed the transfer portal. You talk about the situation he got left by Les Miles, and he did a great – Leipold did a great job at Buffalo. He won, what, Wisconsin Whitewater. I think he won like six titles in D3. That dude is a just beast coach. And Iowa State, you know, I feel like their reputation – I mean, Matt Campbell's a great coach too. But I think they're a school whose reputation is more than they are this year. They lost a lot with Brees Hall and Purdy, and that's not a school that has that, like, super high-end talent, you know? Yeah. So, I actually think I would take Kansas again here. I mean, I don't know how you'd go against them at this point. The uh, Alabama-Arkansas line up to 17-and-a-half. I'm a little surprised that this line has climbed the way it has. It opened at 15-and-a-half, and I thought, yeah, that's about right. And now it's moved up a couple of points where it's almost getting to that place where – Arkansas plus the points is something you think about. The over under 60, I kind of like the over. The money line shows you just how much Vegas thinks this could be a blowout. The Alabama money line's minus 850. The Arkansas money line's plus 600. I, I, you mentioned that I actually am going to take Arkansas on the points here, and here's why. Going back to last year, Bama's looked a little flaky on the road. It started with the win at Florida last year when they won by two. Remember the Auburn game? They should have lost on the road. You know, you saw what happened at Texas earlier this year. They're not dominating on the road. Like, you know, they lost at A&M last year. I didn't even mention that. Yeah, I know. I I just feel like the last couple of years, they're showing some chinks in the armor on the road. They're not coming out and wiping people out on the road in these games anymore. And uh, I think Arkansas – you know, obviously a really, really tough loss, but they're resilient. You know, K.J. Jefferson played, I thought, you know, he played great against Ole Miss and Bama last year. He played a great game at Alabama. He scored 35 points in that game last year. So, I- I'm taking the 17 and a half here. I mean, I think Bama will win. But I also think Saban teams, man, he's just trying to go on the road and win SEC games. He don't give a crap if they win by 24, you know? You know, it's funny, and I- I've wondered this out loud a couple of times this week. I, I am – we'll never know. I'm curious what the line would have been, what the the talk would have been had just Arkansas made one more play, made a kick, not had a not had a fumbled snap there on second and five at the fifteen. I'm wondering if there's a little Vegas overreaction to a really close loss that Arkansas probably should have won. Yeah, just yet another. I said it last year on here, last week on here. The Arkansas AM game is the same game every year. Yep. I mean, it's just unbelievable. It's every year. It's the same exact game. Like, it's just – it's so crazy. It happened again. Yeah. But, uh, but no, uh, the, no I, look, I think Arkansas is going to be fired up. 17 and a half is a ton. And, yeah, I mean, I think I'm taking the points here for sure. I don't know if I can quite pull the trigger on the money line, but – No, Alabama's winning the game. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. 17 and a half, you know, like – It's a I mean, big number. And let's also mention, too, do you think – I know Bama's awesome. I'm not trying to, like, down them. But I, I don't see that Jameson Williams or those elite receivers on the field this year. And so they're that's not – That's not what Mike Griffith was saying. That's what Mike Griffith was saying on the Oxford Exxon podcast on Wednesday. He said he just didn't see those – he didn't see those receivers. You know, I mean, 41 to 24 doesn't cover. 
You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. that's, that's a that's a big number of it. I'm still probably betting it. I'm probably going to take the point, lay the point. No, I'm doing it. I'm in there with you. I got the hogs. Uh, yeah, I'm probably taking the tide and laying the points because I just, for some reason, okay. think this is a mismatch. But nah, that number's getting big. They fought them last year, too, though. Arkansas they really did. Fought. They did. They won 41 hard. or 42 35 in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. yeah, they were, they were, and almost converted the onside kick. Um, could have gotten really weird. Uh, Wake Forest and Florida State. Wake's getting seven. That's a lot, isn't it? Yeah, it is. The only thing on this one, though, I feel like Wake really, and I was on Wake last week when that home dog and they lost in that OT. I just feel like they're in a bad spot this week coming off getting gutted like that in a huge home game against Clemson going on the road against Florida State. Like, it's a weird – like, it's like a weird spot, if that makes sense. Florida State playing a lot better, you know. And also, who the hell knows what's going on with the weather with this hurricane down in Florida there, too, that could affect this thing. I don't think the bad weather is good for Wake, though, with that pad, their offense. I think I got a big timing rhythm offense. That's because Texas A&M coming off the the win in in um, Arlington over Arkansas. They go to start. They go to Startville, getting three and a half points. Yeah, that this one and this is the old. Okay, here's one trend I look for in college: when an unranked team is favored over a ranked team, something's up a lot. You know, and A&M's number seventeen. You know, they just beat Miami and Arkansas. Granted, they did it. If you, I mean, two big wins, but just that AM offense right now is looking rough. Yeah, and, it does. No, and so I kind of think State may be the right side here. They got a good home field advantage. Vegas is telling you they like State, laying three and a half or four. And then State, and, you know, AM, AM's had a lot of trouble with the Mississippi schools the last few years, too. You know, State won there last year, too. Here's where Vegas is telling you they're not sure, though. The, uh, State money lines minus one seventy. The Texas A and M money lines only plus one forty five. Mm. I think I'd take. The thing is, is it's just hard. Like I feel like there's such a good chance that this is a close game because neither offense is really. You know, A and M does have a really good defense, and State. You know, I really thought what LSU did in the second half, what LSU's defense put on film, can be used against State going forward. They literally were just like, "Hey, we're going man to man." Your guys are going to have to beat us vertical down the field. We're not dropping anyone giving you these five-yard crosses because all State wants to do is dink and dunk you to death. And LSU just was like, we're not letting you do it. If you want to beat us down the field, you got vertical one-on-one. We're going to give it to you all night. We're going to make Will Rogers make these throws. He's not mobile. Don't give him those check downs. And I feel like what they put on film, these good coaching staff should use against State because they just shut them down completely in that second half. It's why I like A&M in this game. Uh, it, it, okay. I, I think I think Durkin's going to have a good plan for them. He had a really good plan for them last year in the egg. Yeah. And I, I just, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm honestly going to stay away. Over-under is low at 45, but I see why. I think this game could be pretty grindy. Another low over-under is 45 and, and, a, and a half. It's LSU at Auburn. Uh, LSU now – favored by eight and a half looks like the weather's not going to get them looks like it's going to be a fairly dry track uh the lsu money lines minus 350 the auburn money lines plus 290 who would have ever foreseen that auburn would slip to this point where they're an eight and a half point dog at home against an unranked lsu yeah so this game just alarm bells are going off on me here uh I think under, and I like Auburn in the points. I think this is like a 16-13 or 17-14 or 20-17 game. LSU, no Sean Butte, uh, expecting the birth of his first child, his girlfriend. I think that's a significant loss for LSU, even though they do have other good receivers. 
But, you know, these LSU-Auburn games through the years, just no matter what, are always close. The games at Auburn, I've seen some really low-scoring ones through the years there, too. And I just think Auburn, you know, I know their offense sucks. I don't believe in T.J. Finley. I know he's playing LSU, whatever. I don't think that matters. He's bad. But on the other hand of it, I think Auburn's defense will fight really hard, and I don't think LSU's offense is like anything that special right now. And so I think LSU goes in there and guts out some kind of close win, and I think it goes under. Like, you know, how does 2016 LSU sound? Something like that. I think it's going to be somewhere in there. You have any thoughts on this West Virginia um, Texas game? West Virginia getting nine and a half. I never like taking West Virginia on the road in the Big yeah. Twelve because all the traveling. Yeah, you know, I know they had a great. They really did play. They may not be that bad. You know, they they blew that pit game against their rival on a Thursday that everybody saw, and then they lost in overtime to Kansas, who's turned out to be pretty good. They beat the crap. I mean, Virginia Tech's bad, but I mean, you go in there and you beat them thirty three ten on their home field last week. I mean, that's pretty. You know, that's a pretty good statement. Um, but I still can't take West Virginia with all the traveling. Like, I know it's kind of basic, but, like, they have a great home field edge in the Big 12. It's hard to take when they're going that far. Texas is also in a bounce-back spot this week, too. All right, one last college game, then we're getting to the NFL. Um, oh, you're good. NC State getting six-and-a-half at Clemson. Clemson just barely escapes last week against Wake, and now they've got, uh, they got NC State plus six-and-a-half. This is a spot where, I mean, I'm probably going to take NC State in the points. You know, your over-under is only 40 and a half in this game. That's so low that, like, I know – I can explain this pretty easily to the listeners, actually. I'm much more inclined to take a six-and-a-half point underdog when it's 40 and a half than when the over-under is 68. You know, when you're, when, they're, when you're talking about these 45-31 type games, covering six-and-a-half is nothing when the scoreboard's getting lit up. But if you think a game, you know, is 40 points – you're looking at what a 23-20 type prediction. Laying six and a half is a lot in this game. NC State's got a physical front seven. You know, I, I just think it's a game that, like, you know, I get Clemson's favorite at home, but six and a half seems like a big number. NC State's, you know, played well, you know, one last year. They fought them in the series for years. And honestly, I still don't trust Clemson. I mean, I didn't trust them last week. I thought they played crappy against Louisiana Tech. They didn't look good against Georgia Tech. You know, I know they got that good D line, but I mean, Wake scored a lot of points against them. I mean, I, I would take it to State here. I agree. I agree. I, I like them too. All right. NFL, we got the uh, Thursday night game. My Bengals giving four to the Dolphins. Surely the Dolphins are tired, right? Mm hmm. That's what I think. I think this sets up. It's like almost a scheduled loss for Miami. You're 3 and 0. You play that super crazy physical game against Buffalo. You know, the Bengals. You know, big bounce back win against the crappy Jets team. They're one and two. They're at home on Thursday night. This is like one of those things where on paper you'd say, oh, you're getting four, the three and O team against a one and two team. But this is like, this is all but a schedule loss for Miami. I mean, it just is a tough spot here. And, and we're thinking a lot alike today. Uh, it makes me kind of nervous. Um, the Vikings and the Saints oh, God. in London, the Saints just – I I saw it coming last week. I think you did too. You oh, I did too. I said it. Saints were two and a half on the road. I, I didn't – I mean, I saw that one coming too. I mean, I was like, man, you cannot take the Saints land points at Carolina, division game. But, man, I'm, I hate to sound like – I. so the Saints narrative, and I mean, I'm down here. I'm obviously a huge Saints fan. The national narrative was that they were going to stink because they were losing Sean Payton, and the local narrative was like, okay, there's a lot of talent. You know, everybody's overrating this. But 
so far, I remember 2012 when Peyton was suspended that year and they looked really sloppy that year too. And they just looked on offense. I mean, they just looked so, so sloppy right now. I mean, that fumble by Kamara, Kamara can't happen. You know, there's no rhythm in the passing game. Jameis is banged up. They're turning the ball over. Defense is playing hard, but ugh, it's hard to take the Saints here um, in this spot. There's a lot of history with the Saints and Vikings, obviously. But, uh, you know, it's kind of one of those things. I mean, I'm not betting against the Saints. I'm just going to sit back and cheer for them. Minnesota's been really good at home, not good on the road, and who the hell knows what they'll be in England uh, playing in Tottenham State. They got away with one last week, though. I thought they were going to bounce back. I did hit that under on Vikings Detroit, but I like Minnesota in a bounce-back spot for Monday. And they were down 24-14 going to the fourth, and Detroit pulled to Detroit. Yeah. And – I don't know. I don't think they're playing all that well either. So, I mean, I, I feel like the Vikings by three, you know, that's probably a good line. This feels like a field goal game. And this is, look, when you look at the Saints, everybody's panicking. I get it. They look bad. Long season, if you could somehow get through this and win this game and get to two and two, and then you get Seattle coming in next week, you're leaving a lot open for the second half to improve before the schedule gets tougher. But, man, a loss here to fall to one and three, it would be extremely damning. Uh, this is a big inflection point early in the season. My Jags are uh, – they've been winning for me. They've gotten me two wins so far this year. I get six and a half with Jacksonville at Philly. Philly's really good. Maybe the class of the NFC. The uh, the Jags are not a bad football team, and I'm I'm a little tempted with six and a half points. Do you think after what Doug Peterson did for them winning the Super Bowl and the way they canned him, if you don't think Jacksonville is going to be ready for this game, heck, yeah, you like Jacksonville. He, mm-hmm. This is the pe- – I mean, can you believe they fired him? Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got to take Jacksonville plus six I'm and a half here. I I'm mean, you have you. to. I'm with you. I'm, I'm doing it. I mean, I'm-, I'm thinking about taking a money line. Man, they're looking great. Their pass rush, uh, Josh Allen, former the Kentucky Josh Allen, is tearing it up. Former sixth overall pick. Remember, he had like 30, he had a huge last year at Kentucky. Uh, love what Trevor Lawrence is doing. Just look, you know, obviously you and I both got a little bit of the Monroe, you know, Peterson, Monroe. Yeah. yeah. A little the Northeast Louisiana. Yeah. Good to see it. But uh, no, but I I, I think you got to take six and a half. You just this is too big a game for Doug Peterson. Yeah, I'm I'm doubling up on Jags this week. I got Jacksonville Jags. I'm going with the South Alabama Jags. Mm, if, are you? If there's any other Jags, I might take those Jags. I'm all in on Jags this week. Um, Buffalo's at Baltimore. The Bills trying to bounce back from a disappointing loss. They go to the Ravens. Another huge, huge game. Buffalo uh, giving three on the road against Lamar Jackson and company. I know it's a high over under at 51, but this one feels like it could get kind of wild. 51 you know, and a half, yep. Yeah, it's pretty odd. I know they both have pretty good defenses, but, man, the way Lamar's playing right now on this contract, you know, he had four touchdown passes and a rushing touchdown last week against New England on the road. And this is, you know, after what happened to Buffalo last week, losing that 21-19, and what a scene, Ken Dorsey. Mm, what yeah. a hilarious scene. That was great. Uh, I think this game is going to be a little, you know, I'm looking at taking the over. If, as long as the weather's good. If it's not too rainy, if the weather's good, I think this one's going to get wild. Commanders and the Cowboys in uh, in Dallas. Dallas keeps winning without Dak Prescott. Maybe that tells them something. Uh, yeah. The uh, the Cowboys giving three to Washington. I'm taking Cooper Rush until I lose with them. I was on him against the Bengals two weeks ago. Had him against the Giants. Look, is he the most flashy guy in the world? No. 
But you watch him, and he has command of that offense. The ball goes out at the right time. It's going to the right place. The team plays hard for him. They respect him, and they got a ferocious defense. I mean, their pass rush is just lighting people up right now. Uh, and then, you know, how can you take the commanders? Look, the, the commanders are one and two, but they look horrible. Yeah. I, I think something's got to be said about Jack Del Rio's performance as defensive coordinator. I mean, you're talking about a defense that's got five first-round picks on the front seven, and they can't stop anything. I, I think their scheme's outdated. He's outdated, and he needs they need to get rid of him. And uh, I like. I think the Cowboys are actually pretty not bad, not that bad. So I'm taking Dallas here. Detroit at home in a game they have to win. They they lay four and a half to Seattle. Love Detroit here. Love the over here. I'm parlaying both. These Detroit overs are three and zero. Oh, hit again this week. This one's forty eight and a half. Seattle will score some points with DK and Lockett and their weapons on that turf in Detroit. But Seattle's bad. They're one and two. You know, they beat Denver in the Rust game. You know, they lost at home to Atlanta last week. I, I think this is Detroit. I mean, I, how does Detroit 38-24 sound? Yeah, it sounds good. I, I, I'm yeah, I, I think Detroit wins by a couple touchdowns here. And I think I, – I, I don't mind the Detroit and over parlay here. Maybe it's just cats that I'm going on this week. It's just Jaguars, Lions. Yeah. Find some Tigers. I don't know. Uh, Jets and Steelers in Pittsburgh. Uh, The Jets Jets did did not look good against Cincinnati. The Jets get three and a half at Pittsburgh. So, Zach Wilson's going to come back here, but I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, judging by how he played last year. And he's coming off an injury. So, who knows how that's going to affect his mobility. Uh, God, Pittsburgh's. They're not good either. That's a um, game. Cincinnati's going to look back at the end of the year and go, we lost to Pittsburgh. Damn hey, it. you know what? Pittsburgh won at Buffalo week one last year, too. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, week one, you just never know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm Pittsburgh or nothing. I just don't trust the Jets and with the Wilson thing. But Steelers are so bad. You know, I just mentioned my Jack Del Rio speech. If Del Rio's the worst defensive coordinator right now, Matt Canada's the worst offensive coordinator. He – Going back to his time at LSU, he is garbage. And I cannot believe he's the Steelers' offensive coordinator. When you got him, no offensive line and shaky quarterback situation, it's hard to like points to anybody. The Chargers head to Houston. Boy, their season's not what they thought it would be. The Chargers giving five and a half to a bad Texans team. I like Houston a good bet in this game. Uh, oh. Houston beat them. Houston beat them. Houston won outright against them as a 10 and a half point underdog late last year in Houston. Uh, Chargers lost – they lost their starting – Sean Slater, starting left tackle, first-round pick. You know, Keenan Allen's going to try to come back. I think Herbert, you know, he, even if he's playing, he's banged up. Houston will fight you at home. You know, we saw them tie Indy week one. You know, they barely lost to both Denver and Chicago on the road. You know, they're kind of on that not that bad. And uh, I think Houston's got a chance to win this game. Things seem like they're going the wrong way with the Chargers, all their injuries and stuff. So, I'm – this is a spot uh, I'm definitely banging the home dog. Interesting. All right. Uh, Bears and Giants get together in uh, in New York. The Giants had a chance to get to 3-0. and They didn't do it. They really just could not move the football against the Cowboys. They get the Bears this week. They're laying three against uh, Chicago. I mean, somebody's winning this an ugly game by no, three. No. I just can't right now the way Justin Fields. He looked horrible last week. I can't take Justin Fields on the road right now with the, their passing game weapons. I just can't do it. Uh, I mean, I, I would lean Giants if anything, uh, but I think this, you know, it's going to be 
2017 or 17 to 14, something like that. Another Wolf game, uh, Cleveland at Atlanta, the Browns giving a point to the Falcons. Atlanta's not that bad. I know that, like, you know, they've covered – they almost came back against the Rams. They blew that fourth quarter against the Saints. They won at Seattle. My instincts are saying Atlanta may actually win this game as a little flight home dog. I know it's weird, but, like, Cleveland's, you know, super physical team, and I think they're, like, a good outdoor cold weather team. But Atlanta on that fast track in the Dome, I kind of – kind of in a weird way like Atlanta here a little bit. Uh Big spot in the AFC South, uh, the Titans and the Colts. The Colts got a huge win last week against Kansas City. I watched a lot of that game, and they they were impressive. They get the Titans in uh, Indianapolis. They're laying three. What do you think? I hit that Colts one last week. That was the rat game of the week. I talked about that. You and I, you and I both loved the Colts last week. That yep. was the rat. That was literally just that one stunk last week. Uh, this one, Colts by three, feels about right. The over-under's low. You know, big win for Tennessee last week. Now they're one and two. One and two's way alive in this division. I mean, you know, like – Oh, yeah. You know, you got what, the Jacksonville two and one, Colts one, one and one, and Tennessee one and two. They played higher-scoring games in Indy the last few years, but for the life of me, I don't see how that happens here. You know, I don't think that the Colts just passing game doesn't have any explosiveness. You know, Tennessee, the A.J. Brown's being missed in Tennessee. Even though Traylon Burks is flashing, you know, for a rookie, I think he looks really good. But it's just hard to be A.J. Brown. Um, God bless. Uh, I mean, I guess I'm looking at the under. I think Colts by – I mean, it just feels like a close division game, so Colts by three feels about right. Uh, might take under 42, but the fact that it's indoors makes me not like under. So, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay away. Uh, pretty interesting game here, Cardinals – they, they did not play well last week. They got to go to Carolina, who's showing some signs of a pulse, at least Carolina giving a point and a half at home to uh, the Cardinals. I'm, I like Arizona here. I think Carolina's defense does look pretty good. But, man, the Saints gave them that game last week. You know, I know their D played good. Baker Baker Mayfield still 12 of 25 for 170 yards, the, the, the last QBR ranking in pro football right now. Uh, and my thoughts on this one, Arizona, really good on the road the last couple of years, bad at home. I don't know. They've kind of become that team. And, you know, a lot of home losses. But last year, I believe they were undefeated on the road last year. And they won at the Raiders in week two. They're 0-2 at home. I kind of think, you know, I think there might be something real here with Arizona being good on the road, bad at home. So, I think I'm going to take Arizona. Uh, crazy money line that you would have never guessed. Who would have ever thought the Patriots would be a plus 360 money line? But they are. They are at Green Bay. They're getting nine and a half points against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I, I'm telling you, I don't mind the Packers minus nine and a half right here. Man, I just I, – I just the, the Packers are playing such low-scoring games right now. It's just it's just hard to lay ten in pro football. I mean, I get what you're saying. I the think over under here is only forty and a half. I mean, Vegas thinks this is no points. I mean, Vegas yeah, is yeah, that they're they're uh, calling I mean, for I, twenty to ten here. Yeah, that that's why I can't lay ten because it's just the margin for error is too thin. Uh, it also seems like a spot where everybody's piling up against New England. The Mac Jones is out. Green Bay is going to be really public. So, you know, I'm I'm New England plus nine and a half or nothing here. Okay. Uh, another 325 game. We got Denver heading to Vegas, a AFC West game. Uh, Denver getting two and a half uh, there in Allegiant Stadium. I like Vegas here. They're 0 3. They have to win this game. Denver 
how is this football team? I know their defense is good, but how are they two and one? And this Russell Wilson stuff's out of control. It is. His, his behavior is like so cringy. <laughs> I mean, I know he's like a do good rah rah type, but like, man, uh, yeah, it's been a little rough. Um, but you know, I think Vegas. I mean, you're zero and three. You can't lose here. I mean, you can't. You're done if you're zero and four. And Denver. Two, I don't know how they're two and one. I mean, I, how, that Sunday night game. I mean, I don't know. I like Vegas a good bit here. I, I think they got to win. They have to win this game. Tell me where I'm wrong here. Tell me, talk me out of this because I, I want to go put real serious money on Kansas City minus a single point at Tampa Bay. I know it's the Bucks and blah blah blah, but man, the 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 Chiefs, the odds of them in my mind, them losing two in a row, I just don't like it. I th- I, I think they go to Tampa and win. Well, we also don't know what's going to happen in Tampa with this hurricane right now. That's true. And what I think is interesting, I wonder – like, I feel like they'll void your bets if you do this in this game. I heard the backup sites Minnesota. But I wonder if you could, like, take KC minus one and if the game gets moved, I wonder if your bet still counts. Probably doesn't. They probably won't let you. But, uh, no, I think the same thing. I, I really do. I think Tampa also dealing with this hurricane is tough. Tampa's got a lot of guys out, too. You know, you look at that receiver. I mean, they're, they're having trouble. I mean, they've scored 19, 20, and 12 first three weeks. And in the, the 20 they scored against the Saints, they had a defensive touchdown. I mean, they're really struggling to move the football. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think I lean KC on a bounce back. And, you know, I think they're real, really, really mad about what happened last week. All right, one last game, the Monday night game, the Rams and the Niners and NFC West rivalry game. The Rams getting a couple of points at San Francisco. It's, this feels like one of those games where, like, God, how on earth do you take San Fran after how Garoppolo looked last week? But I think you have to. Uh, they, the Rams and Niners played on a Monday night. I believe last year the Niners beat them like 31-7 or something. They beat them really bad middle of the – I think it was the middle of the year. Uh, I, I just feel like this is a spot where, you know, the Rams are 2-1 and one now and everybody saw how bad Jimmy G was. And I think the public's going to be on the Rams, and I think that's the wrong side. And these games, the Niners and Rams, I mean – Niners won last game of the season last year to get in the playoffs. They lost, you know, we all saw that NFC, the NFC championship game. And these games are always t- close and tough and physical. So I'm going to take the Niners here. Just give me the home team. All right. How can people see you this weekend? Are you going to be up here on Friday? You get the game on Saturday. Be a little, be a little, it's going to be crazy in, in uh, Oxford, which usually means that uh, you're in the middle of it. Well, here's the thing. I've been following, and I know a lot's been made about the Ole Miss student section stuff this week. And, you know, I honestly feel like it's a little overblown. But uh, this game, we need an awesome atmosphere in the vault. And uh, I'm thinking, you know, I usually go for the fourth quarter and the end of it. But I think, you know, my 39-year-old young – or 39 years young self may just have to rock the student section like old days this week. And uh, Lane wants more of the student section. Well, we're going to give him more of the student section. So, look for me in there. I'm going to try to go raise a lot of hell and get a, get a lot of people fired up for four quarters. And, you know, I'm going to probably get some good Marshall clips out of it too. So, look for me in the student section. Uh, as far as my Oxford plans for the weekend, I'm probably getting up there a little later Friday night. So, I'm going to kind of take it a little easy Friday night. I'm going to try to get out to the Grove at 7.30 or 8 early, get out there, enjoy it. Weather looks like it's going to be good. So, I'm kind of thinking pregame, uh, hit the Grove. I'm going to do some videos. Hopefully, hope to say hello to a lot of people there. And uh, I think it's student section for the game. And then I'm also uh, – shout out. I know some other Ole Miss people are probably looking to do this on Sunday. Uh, looking Really looking forward to Memphis Music Fest this weekend too in Memphis. Uh, Black Keys and Jason Isbell Friday. Wilco, 
Uh, Portugal, the man, widespread panic, Saturday, Sunday. Really, really good music fest in Memphis. They got 10% off uh, single-day passes with Cody Tallboy. So, thinking Ole Miss, Kentucky, big Saturday, and Memphis Sunday, big weekend. It'll be fun. Hey, safe travels uh, on your way up. Since you're in New Orleans now, it's usually on your way down. On your way up, uh, have have safe travels and look forward to visiting with you again soon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, please, if you see me in Oxford, say hello this weekend, and uh, let's, let's get a big win throughout. Thanks, Ben. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.